Lecture topic: Deception of feminist ideology. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. ولما ورد ما أمدين وجد عليه أمة من الناس يسقون صدق الله العظيم. As we get closer to the time of قيامت, this has been foretold in the Hadith Sharif. that many many fitnas will increase and one of the things that happen in time that with the passage of time and the influence of whatever distortions that people make so sometimes some fundamental concepts of deen that also becomes distorted in my people's minds and a completely different idea of what certain aspects of deen are completely different idea comes to people's minds people start doing things thinking that this is fine for us there's no issue about it deen doesn't have any restriction for us in such a issue many things and then sometimes those things become so blurred because there was no nothing nobody cleared anything up by the time the next generation comes they have no idea what was the original aspect now this might sound like a lot of abstract things but to understand this in the light of some ayat of the quran sharif this too is just touching on one or two things which generally we have lost track of what is really required in deen what is the teaching of deen in these few aspects so in the light of some incidents that are mentioned in the quran sharif in particular the incident of sayyidina musa ali salatu wasalam and one particular aspect in the quran sharif these incidents mentioned in the quran sharif are not for bedtime stories but this is what is showing us the path it is giving us the guideline giving us what is the limits and boundaries and how to conduct ourselves so these incidents in a practical way teach us what are the ways how how we should be going about things there are so many situations that come up in life how we are supposed to be handling those situations so it's not just some law that has been mentioned somewhere but the practical demonstration of that is also there so in the incident of sayyidina musa alayhi salatu wasalam allah taala mentions the incident of musa alayhi salatu wasalam throughout the quran sharif out of the 30 paras and juz of the quran sharif in 28 paras there's some mention of the other so here in this one place allah taala mentions about that time when Musa alayhi salam got the message and the news that Firaun has now decided to execute him there was an incident 
And Firaun decided that now we must get hold of him and execute him. So this message came to Musa as soon as he got to know about this, this was 10 years prior to becoming a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. 10 years prior to being bestowed with Nubuat. So now he was given this message, this news by somebody that look this has been the decision. Some person who was a well-wisher and he came and mentioned this to him. That you rather now just leave before these people get hold of you. So Musa salam immediately left. And because he had to leave in a hurry, he left without any provisions. And he left on a very long journey all the way to Madian, which was a lengthy, many, many days of travel. And that too is traveling on foot. For seven days went without any food, nothing to eat. Because there was nothing available anywhere had no food and he could not take any provisions because he had to leave in a rush and then he couldn't travel in a way that people might see him where he's going so he had to duck and dive so to say so after this very lengthy journey he reached Madian Madian was out of the jurisdiction of Fir'aun and this was the place where Sayyidina Shaib was residing so in any case he comes to Madian when he gets there, he gets there at the time, when he gets to a watching place, he sees there's a big crowd of people here. So all the shepherds had come now to water their flocks. So Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif. So he found all these shepherds are now all there with their flocks. And they have come now end of the day towards the latter part of the day, so they've come to water them. So everybody is now crowding around the well, but at the same time he noticed, there's two young girls that are standing aside, and they are holding back their flocks. So now they're holding back their flocks, they're not allowing those animals, those goats, sheep to now rush forward, so he noticed the scene, it sounded something is not in order here, something is not adding up as they say. So out of concern, he asked them, what's the problem? Why is this that everybody is there busy watching their flocks? You are standing aside, holding back the animals from going to have their water. So they responded and said, that what the problem is, the problem is that here is all these shepherds. So now till they don't finish off, we can't get close by. Because after all, these are men. And we are not going to go and intermingle with the men. Now this is the point of note. Sometimes these concepts get lost. What's the problem with now? It's all a very happy occasion. It's a family function. It's a wedding. And now everybody knows everybody after all. Everybody knows everybody, so now they'll all be intermingling, they'll all be moving around amongst each other. And it'll be one so-called happy family, but we're displeasing Allah Ta'ala in the process. Try to make ourselves happy with the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. So now this was 
in that zamana when people were the purity level of the people of that time we can't imagine compared to us how far better they were they were and these people are saying that we can't get close by when all the shepherds have gone only then we'll get there so now the question comes that if this is the case why are you here to start off with what is the reason that you have come as woman to now come and water the the flock so before that question could be asked they responded to that as well wa abuna shaykhun kabir our father is an extremely elderly person very very old elderly and he as a result of his advanced age he is unable completely physically unable to come and do this task and there is no other male available so in other words we have come out of sheer necessity had it not been due to this sheer necessity we would not have been here again these concepts sometimes get lost completely that because of the feminist ideology that starts sweeping across people's minds and hearts and starts taking over people's thinking so now that same ideology which has come from the sources of disbelief that is where it grew out of now muslims start embracing it that a woman is equal to a man in every sphere of life a woman has an equal opportunity to get closer to allah taala that is our purpose in life to get closer to allah taala each one has their own space to do what they have to do to fulfill their responsibilities in terms of the rights of allah taala in terms of the rights of people allah has created each one in a unique way allah taala has placed separate responsibilities on each one and whoever fulfills their responsibilities will get closer to allah taala that is the ultimate and they'll get the highest stages in jannat there's no distinction then who it was male female whoever does better in getting closer to allah taala but in terms of day to day function allah has ordained different roles for different people now these things all get so muddled up people don't realize where we've gone and we start parroting the same things that has come from the feminist ideology Yeah, many times people see now was now somebody went for a proposal so now he inquired that uh, do you describe yourself as a feminist not that this kind of discussion is something in order but nevertheless so he inquired now do you describe yourself as a feminist because of some things that we discussed so yes definitely i'm a feminist person is claiming to be a muslim and be a feminist in terms of the ideology that has come from the sources of disbelief So in any case now they answered this question up front we are here out of sheer necessity our father is an elderly person he doesn't have the strength the physical ability to come as a result we had to do this so now we are here but we will still first wait for all the shepherds to leave and only then we will do what we have to do now musa alaihi salam observed what's going on and then the shepherds they were trying to now preserve the water for themselves so what they used to do what they used to do is that after they watered their flock they would put a huge boulder on the well such a huge boulder that it required 10 people to carry it and put it there and they would seal it off 
So now nobody else could have any access to the water also. So Musa salam and the shepherds left in order to allow these people to now water their flocks because there's people now in difficulty. So without compromising whatever is the limits, he's doing what he can to help. So when they moved off and they came and put this huge boulder on the well, ten people were required to carry that. He came and single-handedly moved it out. So in any case they came and they watered the animals. Normally, whatever water now had splashed around and so on, just basically muddy water from the side, that is what they will get to now feed to their flock. But now that day they had the access to the water, they quickly did what they had to do and they reached home much earlier. Musa salam, he did what he had to do to help and then he took refuge under one tree, the shade of a tree and he turned to Allah wa ta'ala, Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer. Allah, I am in desperate need of whatever good you descend to me. For seven days, no food, nothing to eat, to the extent that the Mufassirin explained that his stomach had caved into the, almost in towards his back. And traveling for so long on foot, now he's tired, exhausted, hungry. So he comes and sits down under this tree, turning to Allah Ta'ala. That's the lesson again. We all have our issues, we all have our problems, we all have our difficulties, we have our needs. We are sometimes in desperate situations, but even in that desperate situation do we genuinely turn to Allah Ta'ala. In that desperate situation also, do we lift our hand? Do we make that Salatul Haja? Do we beg Allah Ta'ala's help? Sometimes a person will go and beg other people's help, looking for this Tawiz here, and looking for that day also. But we still haven't yet asked Allah Ta'ala. Haven't turned to Allah Ta'ala. Whereas the solution all comes from Allah Ta'ala. In any case, he turned to Allah Ta'ala, Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayim khayrin faqeer. Now these daughters of Shaib alayhi salatu wasalam, these two girls were the daughters of Shaib alayhi salatu wasalam, they returned home. So when they returned home, immediately the father was surprised how they came back so quickly today. So he immediately inquired, what happened? Now this concern, at every step the Qur'an Sharif is narrating on incident, but the incident is for the lesson. And the incident is for Ibrat, for Hidayat. It's not just for some historical record. So now when the children came, the children came back earlier than usual, so he immediately inquired what happened, how, how come? Why? Because something must have transpired somewhere. What happened? So let alone children coming before time to also know what happened. Sometimes our children come far after time. Maybe after midnight also. No questions asked. Where you were gone, what you were doing, who you were with. It's all fine. Where our children go, what they do, let alone where our sons go. Sometimes our daughters go to. Doesn't matter. Whereas that is the responsibility of a parent to know where the child is. How often there are reports of what not goes on, people who found what kind of situations, somebody is lying out in an intoxicated state outside some club, and people phone and say, please, we got this person here, please come and fetch them. 
turns out to be somebody, some Muslim person's daughter and son. See, but the parents, parents weren't even away, they were out of the house. So here there's a lesson, we have to become alert, especially in this time of fitna that we are living in. When everything is out there to try and destroy us, destroy our children, we have to become very, very conscious what is going on, where they are. So in any case, when Shaybali was informed of this whole detail, this is what happened. And this person was so kind to come and help to get that huge bowl out of the place so we could go and water our flock quickly and return. So he sent one of his, again he was unable to do it himself. The stranger has come to call him. He had to send one of his daughters to go and call him. So the Quran Sharif is describing now how she came. In the Quran Sharif, where the incidents of the Ambiyari Musalatu Salam are mentioned, many other incidents are mentioned, sometimes an entire, as we might call it, a huge chunk of that incident is not mentioned. Many, many details. There will be an incident where it starts off and then it's so to say fast forwarded to a very, very further in time point. A whole amount of detail is left out because those details were not relevant for Ibrad, for the people that are to come and read the Qur'an Sharif and take the lesson. And yet sometimes, a detail of this nature, that this girl came to now call Musa salam, present or, or convey the message of her father, how did she walk and come? The Qur'an Sharif mentioned that. Many, many details are not mentioned. And this detail is mentioned. So Allah Ta'ala says, فَجَاءَتْهُ إِحْدَاهُمَا تَمْشِي عَلَى And one of these girls now came, one of the daughters of Shaybali Salatu Salam. How did she come? So the, it's a figurative expression, تَمْشِي عَلَى like how a person, it is described now, he came riding a horse. So when I came riding a horse, now a person is firmly seated on the horse. And he would be now very, very well balanced on it, controlled, established on it. Now that is that picture that is being described and drawn. She came walking in such a way as if she was very much riding modesty. Shame, haya, modesty was her conveyance. In other words, from head to toe, she was a picture of modesty and shame. Haya. Now, as it is, we are talking about an era and a period of time, which was far away from the fitna of the zamana that we live in and the time that we live in. Not one dot of this fitna was at that time. We are talking about thousands of years ago. And now, in that period of time, she was still coming with such modesty that this became a highlight. So can we imagine what level of modesty and shame? At that time, the ahkam and the commands that relate to hijab and niqab and parda as we call it, were not even applicable in that particular era. But the Mufassirin explained when she came, she immediately now, because now she's coming in the presence of a male, non-mahram male, she covered her face with her sleeve. She covered her face with her sleeve and then she came 
and she conveyed her father's message. Shaykh Al-Islam had sent her. So now she came and conveyed the message. Now this is a communication. A communication between two non-mahrams. Out of sheer necessity. And how is this communication taking place? The Quran is highlighting. That look, this situation can come up and will come up. Out of sheer necessity. Not out of some other need. What we call need. Out of sheer necessity which the Quran Sharif, which deen, which Shariat recognizes as a necessity. Out of such a necessity this might become a need at, a, at that moment. So now, number one, Musa is mentioned in the tasfir, he immediately lowered his head and lowered his gaze. And now he just heard what she had to say. What she said, that my father is calling you to now compensate you for the good deed that you did. So now she came and conveyed it. قَالَتْ إِنَّ أَبِي يَدْعُوكَ لِيَجْزِيَكَ أَجْرَ مَا سَقَيْتَ لَنَا بس full stop. إِنَّ أَبِي يَدْعُوكَ My father is calling you. يَجْزِيَكَ أَجْرَ مَا سَقَيْتَ لَنَا The good deed you did, you went and what is the crop for, the, the flock for us. He wants to compensate you for it. Now that was the need and that's where it stopped. There was no fancy talk. There was no uh, small talk. Nothing. Just to the point. To the point, what was the need, that way it stopped. So in any case, Musa Islam, now he's been called by some elderly person, so he started moving. He had, has no idea where's the place. And here there's a female that has come to call him. So he instructs her, you walk behind me. A distance behind. Because you're going to walk in front. Now that's not what he said, but that was what was the reality and what he meant. That if she walks in front, his gaze may fall on her. So now the Quran Sharif is describing the scene to teach us so many lessons. He instructed her, you walk in the back. So that his gaze must not fall on her accidentally also. Then he takes the precaution. And then he instructed her, he, he doesn't know whether it's left or right. Mufasirin explained that part of the instruction was, that if I have to turn right, you throw a pebble in front of me on the right. And if I have to turn left at a certain point, then you throw a pebble to my left. So in other words, you will direct me as far as possible without even saying anything. Because even that voice also, without necessity, must not be heard. Now sometimes, as mentioned right at the beginning, what is the purpose of this discussion? And this lessons of the Quran Sharif, Sometimes with the passage of time, these things which are part of being, this too becomes so blurred that when we hear about it, it sounds like, really? Is this really something that you know, is part of the lessons of being? So the concepts of being become completely blurred and sometimes lost. And then people become so lost that they start defending the wrong. Start trying to justify the wrong. The first point towards rectification is to acknowledge something is wrong is wrong. Acknowledge it. My weakness, that I am still doing something wrong. That's the step one, the acknowledgement. If there is acknowledgement, then there is hope of rectification. But if there is justification of the wrong, 
then Allah forbid where it's going to finish off. And Allah forbid that that initially might be out of ignorance, but then it might go beyond that, Iman can be on the line. Depending what the issue is, once Iman can be on the line. So in any case, Musa wasalam comes, when he reaches there, Shriva wasalam, he asks him what happened, who you are, where you came from. So he recounted the entire incident of Firaun and what went on, and why he had to flee from there. So he said, don't worry, the jawta min al-qawm is zalimeen, don't worry, nothing to fear. Allah Ta'ala has given you salvation from these oppressors. Then he presents something to him. In any case, the meal was ready, so he offered him the meal. So first he declined. He said, look what I did. I don't want that kindness or act of kindness. I don't want to sell it. Now you are going to feed me in lieu of that. So I sold it, so to say. He said, no, no, no. This is not in lieu of that. This is part of our etiquette and part of our character. We always are more than eager to host somebody, to feed the guests, to feed the travelers. This has got nothing to do with what you have done. This is part of our system of life. So he accepted the meal. Now Shaykh proposes marriage to his daughter. Because the daughter herself indicated something. What she indicated? She said, Ya abatista'jiru, inna khayra manista'ajartal qawiyyul ameen. So, oh father, why don't you hire him? Because now we have to do all this hard work and then we have to go out. We are supposed to be inside. We don't want, out of sheer necessity we have to leave. So we want to remain where we are supposed to be in home, in the home. So if he is hired to do the task, we don't have to do this anymore. And then she mentioned two things about him. And this is again, the Quran Sharif is highlighting this. The best person you can hire for the task is a person who has two qualities. <coughs> One is Qawi, he has the strength, the ability, he is able to fulfill the task, what is at hand. So if it's a skill, he has the skill. If it requires physical strength, he has the strength. And the second is, he must be trustworthy. He can have all the skill, but if he's not trustworthy, he'll cause the biggest problem. Which unfortunately, trustworthiness is becoming a thing of the past. Trustworthiness in every aspect, whether trustworthiness in terms of wealth, in terms of things, in terms of work and task, in terms of time, trustworthiness, amanat. The best person is the one who has amanat in him. The father immediately wanted to know how you know this about him. He's a stranger. Where did you get to... Again, the lesson about being alert, what our children are coming backward? What they are speaking to be reading between the lines, that it might be something they are picking up from somewhere, we need to be alert to it so we can nip it in the bud. The problem is whether we are really concerned about their tarbiyat, what is their mindset, what they are thinking, which direction they are heading in, what things they are picking up in school and where else. So now he wants to know where you got this from. So she mentioned the two things, one was that boulder. Ten people were required to move that boulder. He did it single-handedly. And the other is how he instructed that I should walk behind and even direct him by throwing a pebble to avoid even talking to him. This is a sign of a person's amanat. He wasn't there to come and make small talk and try to get friendly. No, no, this is a non-mahram. 
So he now, when he heard this, he said, better than hiring him, I rather now propose marriage. So now he proposed marriage. And he said that, so now, just to sum this up, he spelled out the details of the, whatever is going to be now, I'm proposing this, what's going to be the dowry in return, in that period of time, what it was, the, they could hire a person in return, you work for so long, the lesson in all this was, all the details were fully clear, clarified. Nothing was left in an ambiguous manner, something just a little bit clear and some unclear. Any dealing, this was a dealing. Dealings were conducted very, very clearly. How often there's a major problem, whether it is some business issue, whether it is some issue between uh, partners in a business, whether between employer and employee, in some other way, the problem stemmed from what? When things started off, it was all just very, very just casual, hardly much clarity, don't worry, everything will carry on. We'll sort it out later. Sort it out later, they're trying to sort one another out later. And things are then gone to court and what not happens because of lack of clarity in dealings. Must be to the point, clear, in black and white, no ambiguity. Problems can still happen. But if things are very clear, it will be a very easy thing to resolve the problem. But unfortunately, because of lack of clarity, small things become very big problems. Because no clarity. And now just out of some kind of embarrassment, they say that they don't want to raise certain questions and feeling a little bit shy to ask certain things. So that time they're feeling shy I want to ask this now, and how I want to say that now. So as a result of feeling shy now, but later on they weren't shy to start swearing at each other. When the problem came, they weren't embarrassed to now using all kinds of languages, that time to clarify something so that there's no problem, later they're feeling shy about it. But now when things went out of hand, now all the embarrassment and shame went away, now they had each other's throats. The lesson to be very, very clear about dealings. Subhanallah, this is just one small discussion of an incident in the Quran Sharif, but there's so many lessons in this for us. These lessons are not just for the something on the library shelf, it is for our lives, for us to bring in our lives, to bring alive these concepts, this, these realities of haya, these qualities, the clarity of dealings, and all the other lessons that were taught to us. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala enable us to live the Quran Sharif, and our last breath comes on amal and practicing on the Quran Sharif and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.